This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Hi, Project. Welcome back to this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a few different things, but it's all going to be related to content, uh, content creation. And there's so much that goes into content creation. Hopefully, we can cover it all for you today, or at least give you a good starting point because uh, I'll let you know, it's one of the most important things that you'll do for your marketing. So before we dive into that, guys, uh, one of the apps that we use to distribute, or the app, I should say, we use to distribute our training programs is Team Builder. So it's a white label training app program which has everything you need. Like Obviously, all the programming, uh, exercise scoring, exercise history, as well as all video demonstrations, as well as a little community page as well that you can kind of, I guess, add uh, all your athletes into and they can communicate with each other. Plus, a ton of other features I don't even know about because it's it's so well built out. I know a lot of professional sporting teams use it. If you guys sign up to the Team Builder uh, program, not only do you get a discount, but we're going to preload one of our best training programs into it as well for you guys to use. So for you coaches and athletes out there, go check it out, themindmuscleproject.com slash teambuilder. And so that's Team Builder, one word, but no ER at the end, just an R. And then, of course, for the most premium foam rolling products, German engineering at its finest. You've got extremely dense, extremely lightweight, but also uh, probably you know one of the most premium looking products out there. You've got Black Roll. So that's the mymuscleproject.com slash Black Roll to check out their products. You've got one of some of the best mobility foam rolling, foam rolling tools on the market. Uh, in fact, the best on the market. So I would definitely go check those out. It's, it's quality stuff that will last. And it's definitely stuff that your clients will appreciate if you, especially if you have some of that old, really ratty, really, you know, not so nice gear that's kind of just sitting in that mobility corner. All right, cool. So, content. This is where to start. Is it important? You know what's funny is I almost hesitated to put this point in, but I think everyone knows deep down that content creation is important. In fact, content creation is the foundation of everything that you do. If you don't create a piece of content, there are very few ways that you can get your brand, your image, your message out there because everyone's so dialed in, so connected to their phones these days. Content creation has become a lot about what you post but it's not just... So previously, if you were to think about a business pre-internet, right? how would someone get their business out there? One, you've got word of mouth. right? Word of mouth only happens when you have a, a person-to-person conversation which is either over a phone call or it's either you know in person at the business. So... It's word spreads very slowly uh, in the pre-internet age, but the content I guess you could create is you could create a, a flyer or a pamphlet for someone. Uh, you could create like a radio ad or a television ad. Those are pieces of content, very limited channels. Now, with the tools we've been given in 2021, you've got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, emails, uh, websites. You've got endless LinkedIn. You've got endless amounts of channels in which you can distribute content. It means that people's appetite, people's demand for content has increased dramatically. And that means, so the idea that you've always had to create content is there. It's just the amount of channels that you were exposed to to get it was just very limited, right? Newspapers, TV ads, radio. But now, and in fact, probably most of those you didn't have the budget for, but now every single brand for free can create content. And the appetite has always been there. Demand has always been there. Now the accessibility has changed. So that's the big difference. So is it important? It's always been fucking important. It's always been there. And you should always be creating content. But obviously now, it's just going to require more, more from your team. So the best starting point for this, obviously you need like any good training program, any good nutrition program is you need a structure and you need a plan when you execute this. And 
this is not like there's not some crazy Excel spreadsheet with like all this stuff in it. I mean, it could just be a basic thing like, hey, on Mondays, I'm going to post inspiration. On Tuesdays, I'm going to post training. On Wednesdays, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is a great starting point for everyone. I think that people want to, you know, draw up a spreadsheet and like get all these links going and, you know, do all this this crazy stuff, build this algorithm into it, like optimize data. Like, no, 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 that's not a starting point. That's like way down the track. It's like starting to talk about what brand your your knee sleeve is and what tension you should put on different weightlifting belts before you even learn to squat. So start with really basic structure, really basic outline and then commit to doing it. And that's really a good starting point. So anything you want to add to structure and plan? No, I guess it makes it easier as well. What what we've noticed at the gym is that once you, I guess if you have no structure, it could be anything, right? And I guess for some people that's going to work, but for a lot of people you'll find you give them a structure. Okay, just do this many posts, post this thing, then it's easier to find, right? It's like, dude, you're gonna make a post. What about anything? Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, it's like, oh, dude, make a post at eleven about your dog and like the best way that you've found to like give your dog the best meal. You're mm. like, cool, I'll go film a video now. Yeah, you know exactly what Specific. you have to do. Yeah, and with the plan, you can get stuff done ahead of time, right? You can go, oh, that's that's a Monday post, and you can save it from the week, and you can get it ready for the next week, right? So. Uh, the next thing is, I guess, really deciding, you know, out of the, you know, in the plan, I should say, which channels you're going to use. So, how do you decide which channels you want to use and which, because well, they all serve different purposes and they all have audience that expects slightly different things. They all have, in order to put their content out there, they all have, I guess, different demands of execution in terms of time, money, and resources. So, let's go through the main ones. So, firstly, you've got what we're doing now, podcasts, right? So, podcasts. Despite what you may think, it seems really easy. There is a lot more work that goes into a podcast than you expect, right? So, you've got all all the all the hosting sites. Uh, you've got all the equipment. You got to learn how to use the equipment. You got to learn how to do the editing. If you're gonna have guests on, you've got to have a booking system and a structure around that. There's still people to this day. I'm um, like, send me a link to book your podcast, and they're still like, can you do these times in different time zones? I'm like, you're making my life hard. You gotta have booking links. You gotta have systems, right? Stuff that people don't appreciate. It always just seems. So easy. So podcasting, then you've got YouTube. YouTube, I think, is also probably the most difficult channel for video. Can I add one to I'll add to podcasts? Because I see gyms, we're most talking like gym owners and fitness people. Podcasts, I think, also are the hardest to get people to try. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, someone will start a podcast and they'll po- I'll, I'll look at the post about it. I'll look at the video. I'll watch a bit of the video of the podcast. But to actually get me, jump on my phone, subscribe to it, start listening to the episode, take mm. me off Joe Rogan's podcast, whatever I'm listening to. That's a stretch. It is a stretch. And that's why people will find whatever you get. You know, post, I'll get like a thousand views on a video, right? If I started some podcast or anyone, they got no one's has posted it. You probably get, I don't know, maybe 50 listeners or something, right? Oh, that would be a, that would be a yeah, fantastic, fantastic right? Fantastic. But, but anyone can post a video anywhere and get like a thousand views yeah. on the video, right? So, it's, it's a challenge to get people to listen. Because there's no place for it to go viral. That's why. No place to go for But even, um, I'm not even talking viral though. I'm just talking like just a there's thousand no, Yeah, views. there's no search distribution. Yeah, yeah. There's a tough. big barrier, I feel, to people just listening to a new show for the first time. Here's, here's probably the comparison I would draw. A, th- a thousand downloads on a podcast episode, probably somewhere to the equivalent of, I would say, and difficulty to say like 50 to 100,000 views on a YouTube video. That's what I'd yeah. say it's, it's close Similar. to. More like 50,000, yeah. So if you're getting... 10,000 views on a YouTube. Sorry, I mean 10 to 1. So if you had uh, 1,000 downloads on a podcast episode, I'd be like 10,000 views on a YouTube video. That's what I feel like it's similar ballpark. Probably so, at least. Because I mean, really, if you're getting 10,000 downloads on a podcast, you could be like run a whole business through that. Yeah. 
But if you get 10,000 views on some video you post on no Facebook... Chance. Barely. No one cares. Yeah. But if you had 100... Depending th- on what the video is, but most of the time, no one cares. But if you had 100,000, you got a much mm. bigger, more engaged audience. Yeah. So, it's, I think it's about an 8 to 1, 10 to 1 transfer across. So, that's that's podcasting. Um, and then you've got like YouTube, like we mentioned. YouTube, I think, is really difficult because YouTube... The videos require so much editing, so much the the level of professionality is so high just because it's been around for so long, uh, and it takes a lot of time, right? Each each piece of content you can't just put out a sixty second video on YouTube. It's not a thing. You can't f- post a photo on YouTube. It's not a thing. Uh, so it requires a lot, and it's a, it's generally like a it's a very big demographic, a very wide audience. So sometimes um, when it's related to I guess a, a fitness business, people aren't really searching. Uh, brick and mortar related businesses on YouTube. They're more looking for online businesses or content related to online businesses on YouTube. Yeah, I think with YouTube, you need to be look, thinking very long term. Yeah. Right? So we've never done that, put like really long term effort into it. And I think some people that pays off really well, right? They do heaps of like how to squat videos, how to do this. And, they, and then, you know, years later, they're getting thousands and thousands of views. It never stops, right? It's like a full machine on its own. So there's a long term to it. But I think you could work on it for 12 months and get almost no return. As well. If not longer, and it does suit digital businesses far more than it suits brick and mortar businesses. I would say I would kind of take it out of a brick and mortar strategy as well, and think it's unnecessary. Uh, the next one you've got is Instagram. I think Instagram serve most valuably as a branding tool, and what I mean by that is that when people land on your website or when people are looking to uh, potentially invest money with you. They quickly turn to Instagram just to see what kind of the feel of the brand is. Uh, I don't think the content on Instagram uh, for gyms especially or maybe for PTs and stuff, we'll sell them a th- uh, 100%. I think it's just a necessary part of the whole cycle. If you have an awful website uh, and like the, the most ugly, terrible website and a great Instagram, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. I feel like a, something like a website comes first, a really beautiful website and then you know, social media that's consistent with it in the back end is pretty good. But Instagram is still one of the most powerful tools uh, for branding and for content and obviously a lot more accessible. You can, uh, some days you can get away with a post, it's just a photo, right? And just a nice caption. Um, and then you've got LinkedIn, which is obviously more about professional networks and stuff that we've been exploring a lot more now has a slightly different element of virality and connecting and following. Um, and then there's TikTok, which is like the newest kid on the block which is targeted as a much younger generation, I would say, again, serves creators and online businesses a lot more than it does brick and mortar businesses. But, you know, it's still new. So, it's still finding its feet. People are still figuring out what to do with it. Now, now that you've picked your channels, I would recommend starting with one. If you're not executing well on one channel at the moment, don't move to another channel. Don't spread yourself thin. Absolutely do everything, saturate everything you can on a current channel before you move over to investing more time and resources because I feel like you really do need different content on different channels. You can't you can have some crossover between say Instagram and LinkedIn, but there, there does need to be some separation. There does need to be some separate, different stuff. You yeah, could, if you posted the same thing every day on both, it's very unlikely you're going to equally grow big no. followings on both. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like same goes for Instagram and YouTube. There's some crossover yeah. there, but like YouTube videos, there's a bit more expectation on them than there is on, on Instagram videos. So, Instagram... Definitely, I think, a really good starting point for people to get into the habit of it. Uh, the next part after that, and people, I guess they really, and this goes for podcasting as well, I think they really undervalue that every piece of content that goes out has some kind of copy attached to it. So, copy is writing, right? So, so marketing, writing. So Except for TikTok videos and Reels. I thought TikTok had, no, Reels still has captions. 
on it. You still write stuff about it on the video. I guess people don't really look at it though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's some in TikTok, but you can have you can have almost none. Yeah. Yeah, but regardless, there is some text always associated. We can have text in your videos as well. And I guess the point I'm making here is that because every piece of content comes with some title or some writing uh, or some caption, you do need to have, uh, and, and, and obviously emails is a big one as well, uh, email marketing, you do need to have writing skills. Right? You do need to be cultivating good writing skills. And that means reading about it. That means just reading in general to just learn how different authors wordsmith together. You do need to be just a reader in general. Uh, and you also need to be a writer. So you need to be putting out lots of content so you can practice your writing. There's ways to get better at writing, uh, which we won't dive into on this show, but it's just a very important thing to recognize how important writing is when it comes to content creation. It's not half the battle, but you gotta have good titles. You gotta have titles that entice people. You gotta have captions that engage people. You gotta have words that you know, bring emotion out of people so that they want to buy your stuff or consume more of your content. So, very important to not undervalue the skill of writing when it comes to content creation. And I'd say probably if you're a gym as well, usually the kind of selling or the hooks or the problems are coming across in writing. Yeah. A lot of the time, you know, here's like, here's the gym, it's sick. And then here's the explanation of maybe why you should um, sign up to our email newsletter or join the gym or keep watching more videos, right? A lot of the time. Mm. I think people... (laughs) don't unless they've done copywriting or marketing before don't realize you know to get like a headline on the headline i've got say for example on locker rooms page i reckon it took me two and a half weeks of working on it every day in lockdown mm. to get that title right trial and error and redoing it and changing words and thesauruses and there's so much to unpack in beautiful copy is like you know one sentence and it just hits home and it just everyone laughs it makes people laugh it may, engages people it's clear there's so much that goes into just really simple writing that people don't appreciate. Um, the next is is choosing between video and photo. It is a clear fact at this point, the data has it, that video is more engaging than photo. Obviously, video is a little bit more difficult than photo in some ways. It takes a bit more time. There's maybe a bit more editing involved. You can do a lot more photos in a lot shorter period of time. You know, in the time that you can only film one video, you can take a thousand photos, for example. So, um, But it should just be clear on this point here that video is more engaging than photos. So if you're just always posting photos, you're gonna not, 80-20 rule, 80% video, 20% photos, uh, I believe. Yeah, I think as well for a, he's talking about a gym or something like that, video gives people more of a look into what the gym's like. A lot of people are intimidated to walk into your gym and when they see it, they're like, oh, I could kind of imagine being there. You just see a photo of a person like sweating on a rower. Mm. You could think anything. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could. You have no idea what the atmosphere is like, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is why so many influencers that just post photos or their video is like them turning their head slightly to the sides like a boomerang. I'm like, there's no personality here. I don't know what your voice sounds like. Mm. I don't know anything about you. It actually reminds me, I remember in the, a long time ago now, but I remember the early days of Instagram, there was um, like this, just a girl that I followed, like an influencer girl. And I'd only ever seen photos. Kind of had an idea about her. And then they launched stories. Mm. I remember this change. And I was like, oh my God, she's so different to what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying in a bad way, just totally different person. Yeah. All of a sudden I was seeing her like not just like perfect photos of her. Just like, oh, it's just like a real person. And when you see like always perfectly posed photos, you like forget that they're a regular person that talks yeah. and yeah. Has like, stumble. Yeah, just yeah. a regular person. That, I guess really I was getting that from video. Mm. You know, and um, I guess I looked at her as a much more approachable person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's good. 
And um, the next thing would be about uh, obviously people tossing up some of the, the reasons they say, oh, well, I don't want to create content because it's not professional enough, right? So we all have a fucking incredible f- uh, camera in our pocket that we all have access to. And in fact, sometimes people prefer iPhone videos. There's uh, really, really good data on ads uh, and like paid ads because they, you know, they pump more data into those paid ads that iPhone videos do better than professional videos. So the choice... Just like Apple needed more money. Yeah. So the choice between what you're doing with your iPhone versus waiting to save for a professional camera and then doing professional editing and all that sort of stuff, it's just an excuse. You can build a massive following on an iPhone. You can create amazing content. You can sell just using an iPhone. You don't need a professional camera. Yes, it is good to get professional stuff done, but if it doesn't make sense, don't let that be a barrier to entry. I think I think for a gym, it's generally unnecessary. Yeah. and just But just get good at like how you move the camera, mm. how you take the shot, you know, uh, what you're capturing in the content. That's more important, yeah. right? So if you just took a professional camera and you just stuck it in the corner and just turned it on, it wouldn't be a very good mm. video. What makes a good video is how the camera moves, how you kind of cut it up at the end, you know, um, what what movements are you capturing? What emotions are you capturing, right? So it's less about the quality because the quality is all pretty good these days and it's really more about how are you creating this film? How are you creating this video? What is engaging about it? And cool. And so final thing is on execution, right? So we kind of know what to do we're understanding how we do it, uh, but who's going to do the execution of all this stuff, right? Is it going to fall on you? Well, just because you started the Instagram account doesn't mean you should be the one doing it. Now, I am of the belief that if you are on your personal profile, you should be the one using it. You should be the one replying back to DMs. I'm a little disheartened when I hear that some people just use like bots or... You have a bot to your account, right? Yeah, I know, but it's different. Uh, uh, like, you know, virtual assistants and stuff, just get back to messages, templated messages. But I get it. You know, some people's volume of messages is insane. They can't get back to it. But I would just rather be like, don't get back to them rather than just pretend to be someone else. But regardless, uh, it is what it is. People do what they're going to do. But it's not the case for your gym. No. No, I just think what you should do is you should make it a part of your staff's role to help you with the content yeah. creation. Don't let it all fall on you, especially if you don't like content creation. You know, Find someone who does. It is guaranteed at this point in 2021, one of your you know, one to however many staff you have enjoy content creation, want to get better at content creation, love social media. That can become their role. Let's build a content plan together. Hmm. How does it relate to the gyms, who's going to execute it, on what days you're going to post what, here are the logins to the thing and then you just go from there. Have that trust, build it into your systems. Yeah, but it would seem if you're the gym owner and it's only you that can do the content, that would seem absolutely psychopathic to me Yeah, because there's so many things you got to do. If it all falls on you, it cannot be a good idea and I'm sure there it could be like coaching, right? You can often hire a coach that ends up being better than you. I'm sure it could be similar with your content. You might yeah. hire someone who may be terrible but it may also be pretty good even if they're terrible they're probably going to be keen to get better at it yeah they can always get better yeah don't you know give them maybe a bit of wiggle room a couple of bad posts yeah. and they'll get the rhythm of it they'll get the understanding but you've got to have the faith and that's all part of growing your business so guys thank you so much as always if you guys got some value please share it with someone let us know and yeah we're, we're always excited to speak to you and always share the knowledge and share the journey so thanks very much guys and we'll speak to you all next week thank you project for tuning in again to another episode of the my muscle project Uh, We release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. 
If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mindmuscleproject.com forward slash the after show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.